Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to episode 15 of AI Movie Night. I'm your host, Joe Simpson, and tonight I'm joined by two great guests to discuss all things Carlito's Way. Firstly, I'm joined by Ben Thornley, Executive Editor of Sports Content at the North Wales Daily Post. How are you, Ben? I'm good, thanks, mate. Yourself? I'm great. Thanks uh, Thanks very much for joining me tonight. I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts on this. I know, I know you love the film like myself, so thanks again for joining me. Always, mate. I'm also lucky enough to be joined by journalist and author Carl Copper. How are you doing, Carl? Yeah, not bad, mate. You're right. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks as well to yourself for joining me. As I say, I'm looking forward to hearing both your thoughts. So I'm going to get straight into it because obviously, as ever, there's a lot to talk about and time's limited. So I'm going to go straight into it. As always, as you know, I start by asking about when you first saw the film. So, Ben, if you can tell me when, when you first saw Carlito's Way and what you thought of it at the time, please. I think I first saw it when it was on television, probably about 97, when I'd be about 18 or 19, on the recommendation of a mate. And it just blew me away. I thought it was fantastic, really. felt really fast-paced at the time. And um, more than anything, uh, Pacino just seemed cooler than ever, didn't he? Yeah, very much so. Very much so. That beard and that leather jacket. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> I think it's possibly like the greatest beard that's ever been in a film. I think it maybe when I came up here to 18 or 19, I don't think I was able to. <laughs> it's up there with Rocky Four, isn't it? <laughs> and uh, oh, the Running Man. And he's in the Running Man. I like it. I like it. What about yourself, Carl? So, again, the, the sad thing about this podcast is I always have to reveal my age every single time <laughs> I do it. Uh, I, I saw it at the cinema. I think about the third week, second or third week, it came out. And yeah, I like, to be honest, you couldn't really go wrong. It was, it's got all it's it's the Palmer, it's Pacino, it's about gangsters. There's some sort of moral perspective about the whole film. 
And um, and he was still good Pacino then. I, I really went off Pacino a lot, but um, he was he was good Pacino then. I was I was all for him. Yeah, no, no, I agree. I think uh, I was a teenager myself, and I, I, I remember I can distinctly remember. I think I was in my friend's um, brothers or something like that in their house, and they were very kind. They'd always lend us tapes and things when we were bored. And I'd seen everything in the little cabinet, and that was the only one left. And I don't know, I could be wrong here because at that time I weren't as into films as I am now, but I think I had the vibe that Pacino was in like a low period then. It may may or not be true, but that was my sort of impression. I hadn't heard of it, and I just saw it, and it didn't appeal at all. But it was either that or watch nothing that night where I was getting off, and I just thought, oh, I'll take it and I'll just give it a try. And then I, I think- took it. Go on, sorry. So I was going to say, you know, you're talking about Pacino going through a loads thing. I felt the same the same way. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm looking now at the films he made from about 1990 to 95. Do you want me yeah. to go through them? Yeah, go on. You know, because obviously, famously, De Niro um, did did a lot of crap in the 80s because he just mm-hmm. used, used the money to fund, you know to fund his his um, um, you know his restaurant and stuff. Yeah. So let's let's start from 89, Sea of Love, which I think was an mm-hmm. Oscar. The local stigmatic, never heard of it. Dick Tracy, Godfather Three, whatever you want from that. Frankie and Johnny, which you like. Glen Gary, Glen Ross, brilliant. Oh, Sense of a Woman, brilliant. Carlito's yeah. Way. Two years later, he did Heat and City Hall. Flipping out. Just shows Johnny, you Johnny like, Brasco, ninety-seven. Oh, just shows you like perception yeah. can be off yeah. depending on what you're into at the time or or how much attention you're paying. And yeah. as you say, there's some absolutely brilliant ones there, and even the ones like. You know, I may not may not enjoy as much for whatever reason. Not saying they're bad films, but even like Dick Tracy, they're not, they're I think not classics. He was, he was Oscar nominated. You know what I mean? So yeah. every one of them, to some degree, has got some some real merit to it. So it just shows you how your perception can be off. And 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 as I say, when I got it home, that that only confirmed it because uh, it was just brilliant from start to finish. Eight nominations uh, he's got. Eight eight, eight Oscar yeah. nominations. Oh, probably probably should have had more wins as well. You know, he's so yeah. good in so many different And this wasn't one of them. Films. Well, I saw something the other day. I'm probably saying his name wrong. Matt, Matt Solisites, who took over from Roger Ebert doing the reviews for, I think, the yeah. Chicago Tribune. And, and he said when he first watched it, he didn't really rate it. And he said he's watched it since then, and it's like a masterpiece. And he said, like, it must just be something to do with you know, my age at the time or or just, you know, sometimes you just watch something when you're in the wrong mood. And it, it, I wonder if that's why maybe it, I don't think it got the, the praise it probably deserved at the time because maybe a lot of people had that perspective. But I, I think at the time, was it because of Sensible Woman as well? Because even though Sensible Woman, he won an Oscar for that, didn't he? Yeah. He's I don't still think got, so. Wasn't he crazy? Did it not know? Oh, no, he did. Yeah, I'm getting mixed up. I'm getting mixed up with Sea of Love, sorry. Right, right. Even though it was well-received, I think... He was sort of critically panned, wasn't he? You know, as an as an actual actor, yeah. you know, for, you know, like the the who has and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think at that time, I don't know, he wasn't quite perceived to be like the cool actor he, he had been like a few years before, did he? Yeah, no, that's a great point, Dan. I think it's sort of diminished return, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, true. And I think when it's something like Sense of a Woman as well, some people just aren't prepared to accept someone like him in a film like that, in a way. And sometimes it's if the film isn't what your expectations are, even if it's good, sometimes you're a bit down on it anyway because of that, I think. Yeah. But it, it is interesting looking at those films at the time, the range of them as well. 
Um, now going to move on really to look at um, obviously the film itself, Carl. Obviously, it starts by giving away the end. Really, what yeah. what did you think of that? Do you think it improves the film, or would you have preferred it not to be the case? I loved it. I really like that sort of thing. I like um, I like, I like jumping time frames because let's face it, you, 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 when you're an hour into that film, you're not thinking he gets killed. You, you, you've just moved yeah. on. No, you're right. But you really know he's been shot anyway. Yeah, true. It doesn't really go to the stage where you think, oh, this is the end of the film. People like Pulp Fiction so much, I think, because Travolta gets killed and then he's in it for 45 minutes afterwards. Mm. So I don't mind that. Well, it's, it's a clever way of storytelling, I think. Yeah, no, I, I agree. What about yourself, Ben? Yeah, I like it in the... It's shown you straight from the off, isn't it, that it's a tragedy? Yeah. Even though what Carl says is true in there, like, that you forget about it and you still think that he's going to get away with... Yeah. With it, you still think even right up to that final point, you, you still think he's gonna he's gonna make that train, and you, you've, you've almost forgotten about the opening scene. And it's it's cleverly done, isn't it? That basically the entire film is Carlito recalling everything that just happened up to that yeah. point where he's on that stretcher. Yeah. I really like the idea. Imagine the idea of someone saying, "Oh, he got shot. I might as well leave then." Yeah, turn that off. Yeah, I'm off now. Because even when you remember that he's. Been shot a bit later on. You you wait to see how how this is going to come to pass because there are so many people out there, yeah, that yeah. are almost out to get him. So many people that are ready to betray him that you're wondering where it's going to come from. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you both there. And it's like, although some people are really you know eagle-eyed and recognise that it's Benny Blanco, a lot of the time when you're watching something like that for the first time, you don't necessarily take everything in like that. So as you say, it's like you know someone shot him, and then it's for the first sort of period, maybe you're thinking, well, how does he come from here to that point where he gets shot when obviously he's now this trying to be a reformed character? But as as you both said, it gets to a certain point and you're just so engrossed in the story itself that you forget all that and it's only at the end when it comes back. Yeah, I, I, did. I, did. I did. Yeah, and I think, as you say, that's a credit to, to the Palmer and, and and obviously the actors and, and the script and whatnot as well. What are your thoughts on the character of Carlito and obviously Pacino's performance, Ben? It's like a grown-up Scarface, isn't it? I like it. That it's He's more of a three-dimensional character. That yeah. He's obviously been like this. You know, you can see the respect that other people have for him and, and his reputation. But he, he's, he's trying to move on it. So it's not as... Scarface can be a bit two-dimensional, can't it? That yeah. It's just all about in trying to win power, trying to earn more money um, and just climb the ladder. Whereas this, it's a bit more complex, isn't it? He's, he's being drawn back in into his old lifestyle. He's, he's trying to escape that. He's, he's trying to be a good person. He's just trying to be happy, isn't he? Trying to, like, trying to move on. So it's um, it's a really, really good complex character. No, I agree. And you're right. It's it, it, the, There are those differences. It's, he is a more three-dimensional character and also a, a vital thing for me which is rare in a lot of gangster films I would say is he's a really likeable character at the, obviously I'm sure when he was younger Carlito wasn't such a likeable character but at this point in his life he really is and I, 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 and it, it's nice to be around that character and you want the best for him obviously if you're watching Scarfish you may still want the best for him because that's what films do and obviously you do grow to like that character even though he's not as likeable but I think Carlito is a genuinely likeable character. What about yourself Carl? I was going to say I've always a bit of a problem with the because he's sticking it to the judge isn't he? 
the full yeah. speech, you know, it, you know, it, you're not accepting the award, Mr. Brigante. <laughs> um, he's really sticking it to it, and and you can tell why Kleiman basically thinks that, yeah, you, know, you you did that on purpose. You you know you you tweaked his nose and stuff. So I thought that's slightly at odds, but of course he's going to be euphoric because he's got out. He doesn't do that sort of thing anymore. You know, he's more of a place of custard cream to my in front of the telly rather than the gangster he's supposed to be. Well, it's a, re- it's a really interesting exercise about. Can you go back into that world knowing people people are scared of you or they or they respect you and just turn your back and say, you know, I don't want anything from you, I just want to get away, I want to get my money and head off. It's a really, really interesting in in, in character. And you're right with Scarface, you know, he's not gonna change, is he? No, he he just no. wants to basically kill as many people to get as much power as possible and Carly Carly to go the other way really. And Pacino's really good at that in the sort of like, you know, the little glances he gives when he he, he's, he's involved in a conversation that he doesn't want to be involved in, you know, as, as, he, as he says, you know, that ain't me now. Yeah. But at the same time, he's sort of still trapped because he's still got the instincts. He okay. still knows when, you know, you know, he can spot what's going on, you know, in, in the pool scene and everything. Um, when, yeah. when his little cousin gets killed, he can still spot all that. And, you know, he, you, you can't take that out of him really. And I think that that's an internal struggle. He's got, he just can't get it. Go, those instincts, they're always going to be there, those instincts. Yeah, no, great, great points. And can he ever be free? Well, Sorry, I've got a bit Shakespearean here, but, I, but can he be free? Yeah. Is he allowed to be free? No, he's not. Well, it's interesting. It's a very good comment. And I suppose the other thing as well is, whilst he's still in that environment, he actually needs those instincts and he needs yeah. that sort of order of strength and fear because, as he said later, the street's watching. And yeah. if he lets it be known that he is totally this new man with no threat whatsoever... He, he's in danger then and obviously he needs to stay there to earn that money and it, it is interesting that sort of balance he's got to strike between this reformed character but also staying safe and in that world and yeah. I think that's one of the reasons why he's such an interesting character really and times have changed as well as, as yeah. he says early on in the film you know the, the no, you know, the, I love the idea of that the youth got no respect for nothing anymore I, lo- <laughs> I love that, that Pachanga's comments about that when of course <laughs> yeah. You were exactly the same, mate. All, all that <laughs> happened is you've got old. No, nothing's changed. You've got old. That's the difference. Yeah. No. Yeah, you're right. It's a perpetual thing in life and in films, isn't it? The, the newer generations are always worse, but they're always quite similar. You know, the things, you know, yeah. they've all, you know, Carlito, you know, got a reputation as what is it? The JP Morgan of the smack business. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, so yeah, no, I totally agree. Is, is it Ron who says to him, he used to be you? No, that used to be you. And he says, no way was that me. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think, I think, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think he's sort of, he, I think Carlito sees him as like a poor man's version. And, yeah. and there may well be some truth in it, but I, as you're saying, there's a hell of a lot of similarities, I think, yeah. and obviously that clash between this young, ruthlessly ambitious Benny Blanco and Carlito, who's now sort of trying to go another route, is obviously a mismatch in, in those regards. What about your thoughts on the character of Dane Kleinfeld and obviously Sean Penn's performance, Carl? What, what did you think of that? I've got a slightly controversial view about this whole film based on this one comment. It's his film. It's his film. What, sorry? Not Pacino's film. It's Sean Penn's film. Mm-hmm. He is absolutely fantastic in this film. He should yeah, have got top villain, and he won't because it's Al Pacino. But the first time I saw it at the cinema, I, I, I walked out thinking, oh, I, I wish there was more Dave Kleinfeld in it. <laughs> I thought he was just absolutely phenomenal because um, I was thinking about this before about about the, the role of the film is basically um, can you basically go from a criminal past to legitimate 
Um, and of course, it only really hit me today that Dave, Dave Kleinfeld is, is the opposite. He's yeah. going from legitimate, and he desperately, desperately wants to be Carlito. Yeah. You know, so he starts killing people. And you know, as he says at line, you know, you're a gangster now. You're not a lawyer. You're a gangster. And it only really hit me today that basically they cross over. Um, but and if anything, Kleinfeld obviously because because of coke and everything, Kleinfeld's far more reckless than probably Carlito ever was, yeah. just because he's not calculating. And Carlito is always calculating, always. But um, yeah. it's his film. I, I, you can't take your eyes off him. Everything's great, even especially the hair. The oh, hair's yeah. fantastic. I think that it's, was his idea as well to have. He that shaved it, didn't he? He shaved well. up his forehead. Brilliant. They look like Brilliant. he was going bald. There's a, there's a lot oh. of quality hair going on in there. Tons of it. <laughs> you're not you're not wrong. What about yourself, Ben? Yeah, I think the first time I saw it, I didn't even recognise it as Sean Penn. I don't even think I was aware <laughs> it was Sean Penn until the end. He's he's that unrecognisable because he's normally like a really masculine character, isn't he? A really yeah. like tough, aggressive character. Whereas Dave Kleinfeld was particularly um, compared to Carlito, was quite a weak man, isn't he? He's obviously you know weak man in terms of his you know he, he's an addict. I think he says something about you know the way like these mobsters come into his office, and I think he sees the way that people look at these characters. These mobsters and respect them and fear them, and he wants a bit of that for himself, doesn't he? But I think Pacino yeah. says something along the lines from that scene you just mentioned there when he said that, um, you know, you're a gangster now, and he says you can't, there's no late start in this life. Basically, playing, you can't like learn these skills, you can't learn like these instincts, you can't just get yeah. this up, you need to grow up in this. Yeah, that, I think that's, that's a very good point and a really good quote as well. And as you both say, the, the contrast between these characters and, you know, uh, with them going those two separate ways, it's fascinating as well. The way, like, you know, I know we'll be talking a bit more about the relationship in a, in a moment, but it's like how does, um, you know, Kleinfeld obviously sort of has massive respect for what Carlitos used to, used to do, and now he's almost sneering at his ambitions to leave that life behind. And I love it where Carlitos' line where he says, you know. You know, people who hire cars don't normally get yeah. shot and killed. Yeah. And, you know, it's that contrast between them, as you've both mentioned. And it was just really interesting to see, you know, that relationship. And I think one of the other things that is interesting or, 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 or sad, I suppose, is that, you know, you might have a different perspective on this, but I get the impression, although Dave does have some affinity for Carly, so he sees him more as sort of almost a possession or something who you know, chips he can cash in or what he yeah. can get from him. Whereas Carlito actually does describe him as a brother. Yeah. And it's and it's horrible to see that contrast. Well, for example, there's a bit where Banger um, takes Carlito aside where he's in the club and says, you know, he's going to be hanging around, really rip him off. And, and Carlito basically just grabs hold of him and says, no, no, he's my brother. I look, you know, we look, we, I look after him. Uh, don't go anywhere near him. But Pachanga back, because Pachanga is, is pure in any way because, you know, that's just the way he is. Um, and it's quite ironic the fact that you know you, you, as, you, as you say you know he, he's basically um, Sean Penn just sees him as a, uh, a you know as a possession something somebody he can cash in but there's genuine affection going the other way because he got him out of jail and even though he sort of treats him like a sort of very very active five year old child all the time you know he's already pulling his gun Benny Branco and Benny Blanco and that sort of stuff um, it, it's it's a very strange relationship whereas one man is cropped from another from another world and. The other don't quite see it, don't recognise that each other until the very end of the film. Points. What about yourself, Ben? Any more thoughts on that relationship at all? It's his, it's his weakness, the relationship with uh, with Dave, isn't it? The, yeah. You were talking earlier on about his instincts and how he still has these instincts that he had before he went to jail. Like you see the pool scene, which I'm sure we'll discuss. You see, instantly he walks in, he puts character, you know, he instant 
instantly knows what's going on. But with Dave, he seems a bit clouded by the friendship, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And funnily, you and should his, loyalty, his loyalty, his loyalty is his weakness. True, true. Yeah, and it's funny you should mention the pool scene as well, and it ties in with what you were both saying about the crossover of the two characters. In that pool scene, if you remember, he actually says afterwards to obviously his cousin, who's now dead. He said, "There ain't no friends in this business." But what he hasn't really realised fully is. Dave's crossed over into that business. So his own instincts would have been right. Dave yeah. can no longer be his friend. Now he's in the gangster business because obviously, as he said himself, once you're in that business, there are no friends. So it's really sad that like he did at that stage he hasn't fully realised that Dave's crossed over to this side and obviously it costs him. What about um obviously Carl the other Main relationship for Carlito in this, uh, other than Pachanga, of course, uh, with Gail. What are your thoughts on on that relationship, uh, Carl? It's necessary to the plot, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a feeling Ben's got a similar perspective. (laughs) Couldn't be asked. (laughs) Are Are you the same, Ben? Yeah, when I when I rewatched it this time, it bored the arse off me. It's uh, <laughs> just, I, I think she's I think she's poorly cast, poorly written. You could almost just cut those scenes. It's, it's like Carl says, it's necessary for for what's driving him to to stay straight and yeah to go to the Bahamas and the rest of it. But it's just uh, it's, it's painful watching the the painful scene is where she makes him break into her into her apartment. Oh, That's just yeah. a bit. It's a real weak point. Real weak point yeah. of the film. Yeah, no, it, it seems like it's from another film. That bit doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Joe Cock, uh, Joe Cock is playing in it. No, it's just yeah, not. yeah. It's um, yeah. It's, it's we're back to the drama at Star Wars again. It's, we need it for the plot, but God, it slows it down. It really, and also it's a really poorly written character, I think, as well, because she says, you know, have you killed anyone, Carlito? And eventually he says, well, yeah, because I had to, because you know, and just that speech about you know, if you're from the Bronx, you weren't allowed to go to Harlem or whatever. And she basically goes, all right then. Uh, yeah yeah and it's just really it comes out of nowhere and also it's like it sort of undermines her character because if she doesn't realize that he will have killed people i know she doesn't know everything about him but it's not it's not it can't if if she's got any intelligence and she's portrayed as having some but she's fine with him going to jail as a major drug drug trafficker (laughs) but no he's like no i can change him mum i know what he's like as long as he hasn't killed anyone, <laughs> God's sake. I don't have as much, I have to hold my hands up, I don't have as much of a downer on it as you two, but I think a hell of a lot of people think similar to, to you It's both. necessary. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> it, it, as you both said, it, it is the, the main motivation. I think we, we'll all enjoy the, these interactions that we're going to discuss more than, than Gail and Carlito. What are your thoughts on Carlito's interactions with Benny Blanco, Ben? I think it brings out the worst in him, doesn't it? Yeah, he's trying to go straight, but he it almost brings out his gangster instincts. Yeah, yeah. He sees he sees this fella, and I don't know whether it's because he reminds him of himself that when he was like a young punk coming up, or whether he thinks no, I was I was much better than that. Benny shows him like a lot of respect, doesn't he? You know, the, yeah, you know, yeah. A- absolute respect and and reverence. But he just he just can't deal with him. Can he? he just can't stand him. He doesn't like the idea that you know he even has to like acknowledge this fella. Uh, they, they just wants to, you know, sit down and have a and have a chat with him. And it's that scene when he's, um, he's, you know, he's asking him like, you know, I've been with made men. Who have you been with? And he, it's that great line, isn't it? About it was a chain snatching jive ass, whatever. I can't quite <laughs> yeah. remember. It's a, it's, a great, it's a great line, isn't it? Like, it's not your purse. 
<laughs> can, can I ask the question? It's a very vital one. Where's Benny Blanco from? <laughs> for God's sake, they don't know. Yeah, we, we get it. We know where he's from. Uh, at no point have I ever called myself Carl from Crocky 14 times a day. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I can I change the Twitter name now? I've done that. You Carl should do, Crocky. mate. You should do. Yeah. Oh. I, I don't it, know what relevance that is either. I know he's from the other side of the river, isn't he? Because this is Harlem. This is Harlem. This is Seth. I think so. I think so. Spanish Harlem, right there, over 110th Street, all that sort of stuff. And imagine the Bronx. I think they're trying to say he comes from a slightly different neighbourhood, but, you know, he comes over with some power and some respect. But after a while, I'm pretty sure I know where Benny's from. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what it reminded me of today? Uh, Sorry to bring this back to football. Can you remember the time, you know, Frank Lampard? When did Frank Lampard stop being Frank Lampard Jr.? Oh, yeah. Was there a day? Was there a meeting? Um, because well, it, at some point, Benny Blanco stops being from the Bronx and keeps being Penny. He's just Benny Blanco. Well, well, obviously, <laughs> we're used to being journalists. So while we're on the football, when did Andy Cole stop being Andy, become Andrew, and then go back to Andy? Because <laughs> he, he changed his <laughs> that was name. was a copyright thing, wasn't it? Was it, yeah. Well, well, wasn't it? It was something like that. Yeah, he, he, he had to, he had to be known as Andrew Cole because because someone else had Andy, or or he was getting mixed up with somebody else. Oh, that that that's that's crazy. That's crazy. He wasn't Andy Cole from Nottingham. Andrew Cole from Nottingham, which is what he should have been put in the programs and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you've got to you've got to give credit though. Benny Blanco from the Bronx does have a ring to it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It really does. And, and it's funny. I think if I ever do refer to him, I do give him that full title. You've got you know, to... if I'm ever talking about. <laughs> well, he even reintroduces himself. He said, "Do you remember me, Carlito? Benny Blanco. Benny Blanco from the Bronx." <laughs> He's in a different film. Um, I, I think that's I think I think with us going go, going off uh, piece a little bit there, this is probably a great time to have a short just, play. It's just, it's just always bothered me. We know where Benny's from, thanks. Oh, but no, yeah, but, no, I love it, love it. Make, but, but, make, but, make, yeah, make. but Ben's right. It's, um, it's, it's, I'm not calling you Benny, Ben, by the way. He's only from the <laughs> northwest. Um, <laughs> it's just, it, it, yeah, it, it's basically, it's the mistake he makes. It's something It's something that's riled within him, isn't it? He just sees, okay, yeah. no, no, I don't deal with you anymore. Then, he, then it becomes more sort of, you, you're actually nothing. You don't even speak to me. Whereas anyone, if we'd walked into that bar and said hello to him, he'd say hello and be perfectly nice. But yeah. if there's something in it that he recognises and think, you know, not I'd, ordinarily I'd turn my back on you, but mm. I actually have to show you some disdain as well. Yeah, And it's something no. he can't fight, it's his nature. I think part of it might be as well, sometimes when, when we're rationalising or we're moving past something, sometimes it's a lot easier to say, you know, I did that, but... I had class, so although I don't like that past, at least I had class, or I did it with a certain style, or you know, or at a certain level, like with made men. So it it, it makes you feel better sometimes. So like he's putting someone else down who's doing it to make him. I weren't quite that bad, you know. I wonder if it's a bit of that. But as you both say, whatever the reasons, it definitely brings out some, yeah. you know, some of that inner gangster. He's rolling his shoulders, isn't he? He's rolling his yeah. shoulders to say, like, you know. I am the name here. And even when he says, you know, you're the JP Morgan of Smack and stuff, even sort of denies that and it's sort of, oh, you know, I've never heard that before. 
Yeah, yeah, and uh, and I think he, he doesn't like being reminded of just how integral to his life Smack was as well. I think as part of that too, but yeah, it, it, he definitely riles him massively. I think that's a good place to have a short break for a few adverts. You're listening to the Anfield Index podcast channel. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm now going to discuss some of the more memorable scenes from the film. And uh, I suppose one, one of the, the ones that obviously is memorable is our first real introduction to Carlito in the courtroom scene. What are your thoughts on that, Carl, that scene? There's a lot of bluster, isn't there? There's lots of peacock strutting. And yeah, uh, I like the way he can grab the, the feds by saying thank you very much <laughs> for making it, making the tapes in an illegal fashion. And um, <laughs> But which is odd because he's not really like that for any other part of the film. He's not really that triumphant. Because no. um, obviously I, I imagine it's because when he comes, the second he comes outside, he's got to plan a new life straight away. Mm-hmm. But it's his last little sort of and you know, it's his last little sort of flutter of his feathers, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, very much so, very much so. What, what about yourself, Ben? Have you got any thoughts on that scene? I don't know whether I was just in a bad mood when I rewatched the film, but it, it annoyed me a little bit, especially yeah, when he gets outside me. and he's dancing. Yeah, when he's dancing with uh, with Sean Penn, I just I think it's because we've seen the rubbish that Pacino's done since, and you start thinking, oh no, don't start going like that, don't start moving yeah. into mm-hmm. into that character. Whereas maybe at that point when you first saw it, you, you weren't quite aware of like some of like the abysmal stuff that he'd go on to do. I, I suppose I, I was slightly different. I, I really enjoyed where he was like, particularly outside, because you don't normally see someone of you know playing a gangster be have such glee and sort of you know, be so overjoyed with something in maybe a, a bit of a silly way. So I, I really liked that because to me it was like, you know, showing you just how much real joy. And I liked seeing, you know, his sincerity about going straight. You know, he obviously he did put, he did overplay it. And as the judge said, he, he's not, not winning any, accepting yeah. any awards or anything. But I, th- I think I like just seeing, you know, the utter joy of, of getting this freedom. But I definitely take both your points. I can see how it, it for, for some it will be a bit. Because he never goes back to it. He's not like that again through any time in the film. True. 
And you that, think he was just, every now and then, you know, you look around and say, yeah, I'm out, this is great, I'm out. But he never goes back to that, that, that uh, mood ever again. I wonder, I wonder if that's because he's sort of had that sort of, I'm out, and then he's like, actually, I'm still in this prison of the city. You know, I think he says about, you know, what what the city's like and it's always watching. And I think until he's free from there and, you know, in the Bahamas, I think it was where he was going, I don't think... So I think he has that, that momentary release of being really happy and then it's like, yeah. now I'm having to mix with, like, is it Rolando Rivas and Pachanga and people like that? These are all, you know, I know somebody's got affection for, but they're all ruthless people. So I wonder if it's like... He has that momentary release, and then it's like, actually, I'm still not fully out because I'm still in this place where, you know, someone can come back to haunt you from years ago and kill you, or you know what I mean. So yeah. I wonder if it's that. But I, I always, I always do that. I always try and see the best, really. Um, but I, I definitely take your point. Now, going to look at probably the most, uh, at least one of the most memorable scenes from the film. We mentioned it earlier, the trick shot scene. What, what did you think of that scene, Ben? I think it's worth watching the film just for, for that scene, isn't it? Absolutely. Oh, I mean, I've got a, I've got a lot of problems with uh, the Palmer sometimes. Uh, he does a lot of things wrong or sort of other things that harm me, but he's brilliant at building suspense and the suspense yeah. in that scene's fantastic. Oh. You know, from the, the moment he walks into that back room, he knows what's going to happen, doesn't he? I think the only problem maybe is he could have done a bit more to save his cousin. You know, he knows what's coming. He sees the fella <laughs> going past him. He just, he just can't quite do it in time, can he? It's all a bit like no. intricate to try and you know, if he's going to save his cousin. But it's it's an absolutely fantastic scene. The way they, they build that suspension, and you you wonder what it, what is it building up to? And the fact it comes at about fifteen or twenty minutes into the film, you know from that moment on this film's going to be fantastic, don't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. What about yourself, Carl? What were you? There's some there's some lovely cliches. I love the um the the, the main gangster. I I, I love just how. South American, his accent is like he puts on fifteen more percent. Calito, that's <laughs> at one point, which I really like. I had you, man, and it's just got. I like the fact it's a really, really horrible place. They, they've obviously got a girl in hot pants, so it's like he's ticked every box from the nineteen seventies, and we need that. Um, the, the, red, the bright red walls. Yeah, it's it's it's. I thought there's a bit, there's a bit of Mean Streets in that. I thought is because I think there's there's a pool scene in. Mean Streets and it's very it's lit very very red and I thought there's a little nod mm-hmm. towards that but yeah it's great the fact you know the music turn the music up because he lo- he loves that song now you turn in the <laughs> music up because we know it's going to kick off really big in a minute and it's also that scene has got my favourite ever line in the film which is this shot will make you change your religious beliefs <laughs> I've used that a million times since oh it, it is a great line and as you both say it's a uh... It's so, it's so well shot that scene, and obviously it really highlights Carlito's um, his intelligence and his ability to improvise. You know, coming up with this trick shot that allows them to walk around and see all yeah. the different angles of the room. You know, using the mirrored shades to see behind them, and actually using a trick shot to actually hit someone it is pretty impressive. And, and just as well, like you both said, I mean. The music really adds to the tension yeah. as well, and little things like just seeing the door move slightly, and then and being clever enough to test this theory by asking, "Can he go to the toilet?" And just just oh, so that, many that bit's really things. bad though. That bit's really bad. No, no, you can't go. It's backed up, and like leaps <laughs> across him. Oh yeah, nothing to be suspicious of there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, not not dodgy, not no, dodgy going on the toilet with all his life. Well, where's he does yeah. by literally. Yeah, no, it's it's a, it's such a good scene and so much about it. And, and I think it's another example with in the build-up of 
another example where sort of the more obviously I'm speculating here, but I think the more sort of softer Carlito does a favour for his cousin when yeah. he, his instincts are telling him not to go. Yeah. He's told his cousin not to do it. And I, I think he just wants to be nice to his cousin and he goes and like all of a sudden he's in this sort of life or death situation that even in one of the best case scenarios he could be straight back in prison. Obviously that doesn't happen because of how well he handles it, but yeah. his cousin dies and just I know his cousin would have died anyway, but it's just another example of where he doesn't fully go with his instincts. He sort of maybe it's a softer side now, but he goes with that and obviously it goes bad. Oh, but how naive is his cousin as well? Oh I know. It's, I know. it's like he's gone to a picnic. Yeah. He's yeah. having a nice day out at the beach. <laughs> you know, yeah. not not doing a major drug deal. Yeah, it, especially in a place like that, you know, it, it, it's clearly a, a, a very, very uh, rough part of town. You know what I mean? It's like, it, you, you, as as happened, you'd think he'd be eaten alive, and obviously that is what happens, isn't it, with him? You know what I mean? Well, yeah. To to to, to, to quote a mate of mine about about a, a pub we went to once, it's not really the sort of place you take someone on a first date. <laughs> De- <laughs> definitely not. Definitely no. not. Big and even. I think it's great as well. I thought uh, probably I've seen this in other films, but I can't think of any like where he actually runs out of bullets and and has to like use sorts of psychology to try and you know here comes the pain and yeah, all that. Yeah. <laughs> to some extent, I, I presume using his reputation as well. Obviously, it's not really needed because he's already dealt with everyone. Yeah. Although he doesn't know it, but he, obviously he's got this massive reputation. So I think he's sort of trying to use that. But as we say, it's not really needed. Now, I like the way he also pulls the gun on the bloke outside. Oh he's yeah, very, yeah. I love that. I really like that. I always think you like me. I always think, imagine being that poor fella just coming around the corner, yeah. and you get that in your face. You know, yeah. as well when he's running when he's running away down the street, he looks like the most suspicious fella ever, don't he? You know, he's <laughs> yeah. like, he's got like this he's long like head long back. Back. <laughs> yeah. and all these people have just been murdered, and he's like doing a leg and anywhere on the corner, yeah. like. Yeah, and also the the police aren't great because they turn up just as he's walking away hurriedly, and you think you would think you you maybe check out that fella moving away yeah, quite yeah, quickly. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> like well, the big yeah. specs on and a massive coat. On, on one of the hottest days of the year as well. By yeah, the exactly. Yeah. Oh, but no, real, re- really good scene, and I'm glad you both like it as much as me. Clearly, what about uh, we're going to look at some of the other scenes now? What are your thoughts on the scene where? Dave asked Carlito for a favour to help him with the prison break and obviously the subsequent murder of the the the, the, the made men. Carl. Sorry, can I go slightly back on that a minute? Yeah, of course. Um, I, the, the, um, the, the very first Tony T scene mm-hmm. oh, where, he goes, yeah. where he goes to meet him on the barge. Um, how great night. is Tony T? Oh. Just how fantastic is that actor? My God, he's horrible. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I haven't looked it up or anything, but sometimes you see someone, don't you? And you think, I wouldn't be surprised if he's legit, legitimately a really hard, scary guy. Frank, Frank Minuti's his name is, and he has, he has, he's not on um, Wikipedia. I looked it up. Oh, I see. Just because just he, he looks that bona fide, I thought. I, yeah, I, I, I look and it he, up. he's like a hulking figure as well. When he's, I think he says something about snapping Dave's neck, and he yeah. looks like the type of guy who could could quite easily do it as well. He, he even coughs in a gangsterish fashion. Yeah, he coughs aggressively. Yeah, because I mean, 
with some people that I know we're, we're talking about little details, but it's part of what makes the film so good, I suppose. With some people who have a cough like that, it will project weakness, but you don't at any stage think this guy's weak. Yeah. You? you know, you, you know it all at every part of that, you know what, what he's capable of. But what, what do you think of actually the, the bit with the favour then, Carl? It, it, it's an exercise on how coked up can one man be and still talk. Because <laughs> uh, he's, he's great in that scene, isn't he? I, I think that's the scene which basically, I think that's where he takes over. Because he's so manic and so hyper. And, and this sounds such a stupid thing to say, but this, I always think this. How can he be so nasty to Steffi? Steffi's yeah. lovely. Don't shout at Steffi. <laughs> because I'll, I'll be honest, mate. You, you may have overreached a bit there with Steffi. <laughs> Definitely, um, definitely. He's not really in your league, and he's just—he's just the best host in the world because he just screams at everyone. And <laughs> I found out today that um, he got on really well. Um, um, Sean Penn got on really well, well with, with De Palma, but when they shot this scene, they had a disagreement about it, and he said he, Sean Penn was yelling at him all day. And then when um, De Palma got home, his phone went as he walked in, and he got another half an hour of Sean Penn yelling at him down the phone. <laughs> Just something he I didn't like. So it was obviously so the performance is just amazing in that, isn't it? No, oh, totally, totally. Because Pacino just lets him go. You know, you carry on. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just it's just an absolutely fantastic scene. It is the crossover point for me where he just thinks, well, this is suddenly someone else's film. It's someone else's story, and the story is now about how the main character helps somebody else because he's no longer the biggest character in the film. I love him. Yes. I, lo- I absolutely love Dave Kleinfeld. He's one of my favourite characters ever. He is brilliant. He is brilliant. What about yourself, Ben? It goes back to what we were talking about before, when we were saying that for a fellow with like all these instincts, so attuned to everything around him, that he, he trusts his mate, even though he can see he's coked up, he can see he's reckless, and he can see it's like a ridiculous plan, isn't it? Go yeah, to oh, yeah. <laughs> what can go wrong? <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. But you know, he, he still goes along with it through loyalty, and loyalty is his big weakness, isn't it? Especially yeah, it when is. it comes to it comes to Dave that he, he just can't see past that. Yeah, no, you're right. It's like, obviously, Dave is clearly the type of friend who will always get him into trouble, at least at this part of his life where he, he starts at this descent. But I think, and he's the legitimate uh, one. That's the thing. He's legitimate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and it, it, he's got, like, in a lot of ways, other than obviously talking career-wise, that's... Carlito just wants normalcy, and Dave isn't just normal. He's got this big flash holiday home, obviously through through Bill Gotten Games, but he's got yeah. this flash apartments as well. And like Carlito just wants, you know, a normal life without this this threat of violence all the time. And you know, he wants a relationship. And obviously, Dave's as you say in this perfect position to have all that and wants all the stuff that Carlito's trying to get away from, and it is it is interesting, that the dynamic between but, the two. And I but think it's, it's not as if he's not being warned, because is, is that after the, the Laleen scene? I think it is, you know, I think yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, so, so he already knows, and and also the, um, oh, I'm not sure where it is, it's the scene where um, Benny Blanco brackets from the Bronx <laughs> comes back and, um, and, and he pulls his piece on him, and he says, oh, you know, give me a gun, Dave. I can't remember if that's before or after that scene. So, you know, it's not as if this is a very, yeah. it's, it's not like it's, it's a very small increment to him changing. He just goes 100% gangster. Yeah, yeah totally. Uh, and, and as we touched on earlier on, he doesn't just do that because of that lack of knowledge that Carlito's talking about. It's like an amateur gangster. He's doing things, you know, wrong. I imagine in Carlito's day, and obviously this comes back to haunt him. I imagine the type of, 
guy he was, if you pull a gun, you probably got to use it against yeah. these type of people because otherwise, you know, they'll come back for you. And, you know, Dave's offending, you know, what look like mafia guys or gangsters, at least left, right and centre. And, you know, he's just, as we said, just doing it wrong. And I think, as, as Ben said, that, that whole loyalty thing, Carlito's instincts again are telling him this wrong. You know, he's like laughing at the idea of, you know, the gangsters swimming to the thing and, and picking them up and how ludicrous this plan seems to be. Yeah. But still that loyalty just pulls him in and he, he can't help himself. And he gets that warning, doesn't he, when they're in the nightclub, when um, when Sean Penn's properly coked up and he wants to start the fight with the, the fellow who's dancing with Gail. And then he yeah. starts talking about the plan in front of the the women, doesn't he? And he's oh, telling him yeah. to, to shut up and he's just blurting it all out. You can see at that point that, you know, should he be going through with this? Exactly. It's just just purely destructive, isn't it, that bit? That he just wants to cause trouble for no other reason than just because it's something he wants to do. It, there's no reason for him to discuss the plan. So, yeah, you're right. He's he's had so many warnings about him. But that, as he says, I think he says to Gail at one point, that's who I am, right or wrong. You know, probably part of the reason why he can become someone who you would regard as a, as a really good person or he had the potential to become is that loyalty, but in this case, it's just misplaced for the totally wrong character, you, isn't it? You killed us, Dave. That's the big oh, line, yeah. isn't it? You killed yeah, us. Just, just completely sums it up and is, is so true, as you say. What about um, your thoughts on the scenes following the murder as the tension builds and eventually that excellent chase sequence, Ben? I like it just because it's got... Um... Johnny Boy Soprano, Tony Soprano's dad, um, <laughs> as one as the uh, not just for that reason, but that he's such a menacing looking actor, the fella Joseph Sirivo uh, or something like that. Uh, but he's he's the one who kills uh, Kleinfeld in the in the hospital, and then yeah. he's the one who comes to the nightclub and he, he sees him sees him at that point. But just when they go into that chase scene, it must be about 15, 16 minutes long, and it's never dull. I normally hate chase scenes in film films, but. It was absolutely fantastic. Didn't it take them something like seven or eight months to film? Ages, because they, they wanted to use the World Trade Center, but it just got bombed. Oh, so he thought he's going to have to go back, but redo the untouchables again and do the same sort of, you know, where, where it was the staircase, it's an escalator now. Oh, but, and so they had, they had to go back and change it. Doesn't that show you, though, how sometimes, you know, so often in films and in life, something you can't do helps you do something great, you yeah. know? Obviously, it may well have been great using the World Trade Center, but... That, that whole sequence culminating in Grand Central is just magnificent. And, and the, the Grand Central part of it itself is just just so well done. And, you know, it's just, you know, it's just, I, I'm a bit like Ben. I don't normally like chase sequences, but I like the fact this had so many different sort of parts to it. It weren't all the same or it weren't all, say, a car chase or something. It was all sorts of different parts on foot on train, up and down. Again, it's the tension, you know, isn't it? It's, it's, oh, the yeah. The palmer building, that tension, you know, like when the, um, <laughs> he, he runs past the fat guy on the train and he, <laughs> he blocks off like the little lads chasing him. And then is, is the military, the military got on the, on the train? Yeah. The yeah. yeah. It's absolutely fantastic. It is. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. Uh, what, what about yourself, Carl? What are your thoughts on, on this well, uh, sequence? Well, the gangsters are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> They really are awful. The whole sort of, hey, come on, sit down. I thought this guy was Italian. Was sort of, that's the worst the worst mob <laughs> actor I've ever seen in my life. I'm also saying, we're here to kill you, Carlito. That's why we've come. Can we just sit down for a bit? We're discussing how we're going to kill you. They're just so bad. They're so bad at doing that, which, which I thought was really, really nice. Because, you know, they're, they're not geniuses, these people. 
Um, I think that's a great point, that. You know, Rando right? at that level, it's just so bad. And um, I, I love the main the main bloke's suit is fantastic. The bloke with the big um, salt and pepper t- uh, moustache and hair was slicked back. He looked really, <laughs> really good. And that um, uh, Vinny Tagliolusi just looks thick. Johnny's Johnny's Johnny Boy Soprano just looks thick. <laughs> um, and 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 yet when they kick into action, it's like they've done it a million times. Oh yeah, and and the sort of like obviously at times this isn't the case, but. Just how, you know, as as these, you know, made men, that they just don't care, you know, they just they're chasing through the streets like the you know, like they're above the law, aren't they? And yeah. and I love all that, you know, it's just showing you how, how little regard for everything else these people have got and how hard it is to evade people who who basically, if they have to, will just start having a firefight in this crowded station, you know. They, that's how ruthless they are and that's how badly they want. Carly and they all—they all hate each other as well. All they do is argue. Oh call, yeah, call each other idiots and walk all the time. I love that. I think it's really good. I love oh, the big no. fat bloke though. The big fat bloke's fantastic. I'm so glad he was in it. He's, he really has a section as well. His his sort of um, you know his tiredness and his wheezing and all that type of thing. Yeah, he really had tension throughout, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, I'm now gonna uh, move on from that to uh, really, I suppose. We've covered a lot here, but there's so many little moments and characters and scenes Laline. in the film that we haven't touched on, like the likes of Vigo Mortensen as Laline. Laline is fantastic. Oh, he, he's so good, isn't he? You know, just such such a small role, but just so so good in it. Any any others or anything further you want to say on that, Carl? Um, well, Laline's got the the most Puerto Rican accent I've ever. <laughs> <laughs> He has to. He has to end every sentence with the way the man as high pitched as possible. <laughs> That's fun. I love the way he does that. Yeah, he's really good. I mean, um, to be honest, I could podcast on Pachanga. I think he's the best thing in the film. Oh, he's he's hilarious, isn't he? Because he he looks amazing. He looks absolutely amazing, and uh, he looks so shifty that when he says, you know, he's a oh, I need a bodyguard. Oh yeah, I can get you Pachanga. You know, he's a man I trust. Then you see him, and think <laughs> you're trusting him, aren't you? And then. Just, oh, <laughs> You That's would reconsider that deal, wouldn't you? If you said to your mate Carlito, who's like sort of got it all, hasn't he? You, yeah. I, I, you'd be thinking maybe you'll do it, Carlito. And he's like, no, I've got a mate who's just like me. <laughs> and then Pachanga turns up and be like, no, nah, I'll have him. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. I'll buy that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love as well, like, uh, one, one of my favourite things about, about him is sort of the, the more street version of. Um, you know, the Godfather, it, it, it's strictly business sort of thing. Here's one at the end when he's just helped to get Carlito shot, where he's just like, this is just the way things have got to be sometimes, Pappy or something. Exactly. And it's just like, oh, well, that makes it all, that makes it all right. Then, for <laughs> yeah, no, so good, so good. Any, any moments or characters or scenes we haven't touched on for you, Ben, that you really like? No, they, they were two of, two of the best, uh, particularly Pachanga. He's, like you say, he's just a sh- such a shifty-looking fella, isn't he? Yeah. You know, he, everything, everything he's ever been in, he can only play that character, can he? Is it Lewis yeah. Guzman? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lewis Guzman, yeah. Oh, and Sasso's God. great as well. Sasso was the worst oh, yeah. film. The worst actor yeah. in the film. But, but apparently he doesn't speak English, so that's, that's, a, that's he's a comedian, reason. wasn't he? He looked so wooden. 
doesn't speak a word of English. Was he South American, South American comedian or something? Yeah, I think that's he right. Was, yeah. yeah, he's a TV comedian. And it, it's funny, he's isn't like, it? Because it, it works. It really yeah. works, doesn't it, with him? You know what I mean? He, he, he's a, it's got a lot of those characters who were like, you know, quite small characters in the film, but they're very memorable. And it's just, I think it's clever as, as well. Obviously, I know we laughed at it a bit earlier on, but how how it uses certain things to make people stand out. So like we say, Benny Blanco from the Bronx stands out so much more, but so does that sort of, you know, Sasso now wants to be Ron. And I love that. I love that line where he says, you know, they'll go, when you're found dead in the back of a car, they'll go, that's Sasso, man. And then he goes, yeah. used to be Ron. <laughs> Just brilliant little moments like that. And I suppose that takes us nicely onto the final question really about, Obviously, there's so many great lines in the film. Do you have any favourites at all, Ben? The um, obviously the big two are the um, it's the one in the toilet, isn't it, in the pool scene? What he's you say, you know, you think you're big time, you're going to die big time. That whole speech and oh, the line he gives to Benny Blanco about, you know, um, who have you been with and what is it? Is it chain snatching, jive talking, jive ass, yeah, yeah, medical fuckers <laughs> or something like that? Fantastic. Oh yeah, no, the great, great lines. Then, um, you know, as you say, right the way through that that bit of dialogue, that there's so much from those those two scenes. It's what the way he snaps into that line as well. The way he snaps the way he says, you know, you remember me, Benny Brango? Maybe, uh, maybe you've forgotten I'm Benny Brango. Maybe I think don't give a shit. <laughs> it's the whole the way. It's like a click of a finger. Maybe I don't give a shit. Oh, all right, okay, but we're here. We're here now, are we? Oh, and as you say, it's such a good put down from like, you know, to him like an idol of his. Imagine yeah. that coming back at you when you're just trying to sort of, you know, ingratiate yourself and someone says, maybe I don't give a shit. It's just, oh. Just well, to his credit, the way he smiles back at him is really, really, it's it's it's, it's really unnerving. Even like, you know, when, when he's, but just before he gets thrown down the stairs. Yeah. The way he go, puts his nose right up to him and basically says, you know, this isn't over. The way he just smiles at him. Anybody, I thought that was really well done. Because he, oh, he, he doesn't look put out. He's angry, obviously, but he, but he thinks, you know, I'm in control. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. And he's from the Bronx, which needs which needs <laughs> Which helps. And <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I think he was brilliant in it as well, John Leguizamo. I think uh, yeah. I read that yeah. a lot of his lines were improvised. And, you know, obviously sometimes they say that and it may not be true, but whether they were or they weren't, he was so convincing. And I think, as you say, it's so unnerving, you know, he, he clearly has that thing that maybe Carlito's lost. He doesn't have that fear anymore. You know, yeah. he's he's young and ruthless and he's not scared. You know, he probably has that thing of feeling invincible. I think in that early scene of, probably is one we haven't touched on as well. But I don't think much when he when he throws him down the steps and that's a that's a, obviously a deep pivotal moment in, in saving totally. his, yeah. his life, isn't it? You know, he, he doesn't take now. that action. That yeah, ain't me think, now. That that whole speech. Yeah. Yeah, I think he says, doesn't he? Because it was one of the lines I was going to mention. So, yeah, I'm glad you touched on it. Dumb move, man. Dumb move. Yeah. But it's like those old reflexes coming back. And it's like, yeah. like we mentioned earlier on, I think it's he's halfway in and halfway out. He, his instincts are right. He handles it half right, but just doesn't finish the job. And so does Kleinfeld. Because if you remember, the first thing Kleinfeld says to him is, tell me he's in a car. Tell me he's in a car. You're a lawyer, mate. You don't say things like that. Tell me he's in a car. So he's crossed over there as well. True, true. Yeah. And he loses Pachanga at that point as well, doesn't he? Yeah. 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 That, 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 that he can't shoot someone. Oh, that was that yeah. was another great Pachanga moment, wasn't it? Where he was like, come on, man, it'll be fun. Talking about the <laughs> 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 
And just yeah, just fun. such a great, just such a great, uh, great, great character, Pachanga. I think that's probably a good, good place to end. Unless either of you can got we just change the name any... of the film to Pachanga's Way? Oh, Come on, let's take, let's take a vote. <laughs> They brought out a sequel, didn't he? Which was like a prequel to Carlito's Way. Yeah. Was he? Was he in it? He was in it. Playing a, he was in it. Playing a different character. <laughs> I'm going to watch that now. <laughs> you do know I'm now, I'm now going to watch it just for that, you know? Oh, I've got oh. to, yeah. Please oh. tell me it's his film. Pachango's Way, I'm watching that. I'm watching Pachango. <laughs> I think if it's on something there, Carl, that would have done. Brilliant business, Pachanga's way. I'd, I'd watch that some tonight. Like, oh, brilliant, <laughs> brilliant. Have you got any final thoughts at all, Ben? No, I think that's everything covered, mate. And yourself, Carl? Um, I, I think it's an important film in in where Pacino was in in, in his life because I, I I still think my my emotional memory of that was it's Pacino on the turn, and this was this was like three years before, sorry, four years before Donnie Brasco and. I think I think it's a it's a really good film because it's not Pacino's film. It's just it's just sold to us that way, and he's that good in it that he lets someone else take take the take the plot from him. It's really yeah. well done. Uh, you're right that uh, you know obviously the he's magnificent and so is Sean Penn, but I think it is a credit to Pacino that he does let someone else be the more showy yeah. part, and it shows that obviously we know this anyway from his career how great he could be, but sometimes. It's easy to forget that, you know, the range this this guy's got. And obviously he did get very shouty later in his career and whatnot. But well he you know Heat all he does is uh, shout yeah. Heat. There's no acting involved at all. Well, I still love Heat, but I, I totally take what you're saying and uh, yeah. you know, a, a lot of people feel feel the same way about that. And I think it's good to remember you know, as well as obviously his, his earlier works where he was, you know, even better again, that even in the 90s, like you mentioned earlier on, there were so many really good Pacino performances. Well, Don, Donnie Brasco, he, he, oh. he's, he's a worker genius in that. He's so good. Heartbreaking, isn't he? And he, because yeah. he doesn't look frightening. Yeah. That's the best thing about it in that. And then I really like Insomnia, actually. I thought it's a really un- underrated film. Yeah. I thought he was very good in that because he, the, he, I remember when I saw that, I remember thinking, oh, he's acting again now. Yeah, he's actually, no, he's, right, actually yeah. He's, he's not playing Al Pacino. True, true. Yeah, no, couldn't agree more. Um, I think that's probably a great place to end. So I'd just like to firstly thank you both for coming on. I've really enjoyed chatting to you both about this film. And thanks to the listeners for listening again. Where can people find more of your work or find you on Twitter, Carl? Uh, on the on on the Twitter on Twitter, I am the Sensi T H E C A C E N C I. Um, I've got a so is this is this plug time? I've got uh, yeah. I've got a book out with Slash Nakrani called We're Everywhere Us, which was about two seasons ago, um, but not about football, about fans. And I've got a novel called And What Do You Do? Great, uh, fully recommend people check out Carl's Twitter and those two books. And yourself, Ben? Just on Twitter and um, at b underscore Thornley. That's did, great. Did, do you not mention where you're from, Ben? I think that's what Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Be- Benny Thornley. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a ring, isn't it? Twitter. <laughs> oh, quality, quality. And just to say, if anyone's got any feedback or any film recommendations or anything like that, you can find me at Joe Simpson seventy nine at Joe Simpson or AI Movie Night at AI Movie Night. Thanks once again to you both, and thanks to everyone who's listening. Thank you. Good, lads.